Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the weekly POV. This is Josh, and I am flying solo today, but that's all right. Um, on today's show, I am going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I really enjoyed. I'm also going to talk about all the Super Bowl trailers that we got during the Super Bowl, because we didn't talk about that last week. And I'm also going to be reviewing episode six of The Last of Us titled Kin. Um, but let's dive right into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, it, this isn't necessarily a full review of the movie, but I do want to give you know some of my thoughts and everything on it. Um, went and saw it last night with um, my wife and daughter. I, ha I haven't been to the movie theater since Avatar The Way of Water, which was a, a while ago, probably almost two months ago now, which is hard to believe. But, um, but it was great being back in the theater again. We saw this one in XD at our local Cinemark Theater um, that, you know, we have the um, movie club that we're subscribed to, which I definitely recommend if you have a Cinemark near you. Um, but yeah, this was, and it was, I'm really glad we saw it in this format because this movie was visually stunning. I mean, I, I was, I was very impressed with it visually and, and most of the film is spent in the uh, quantum realm. And, you know, I, I'm going to give some of my general thoughts at first. I might get into some spoilers a little bit though. So when I get to that point, make sure you've seen the movie before you continue on here. Um, but, but overall I was, you know, I was a little skeptical going in because I saw, you know, the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like around 50%. Um, but the audience rating was encouraging in the mid 80s. Um, so, you know, I just kind of was aware of that going in, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I had a really good time with this. I, I've, I've enjoyed the Ant-Man movies. And I think this one just went to another level and was on another scale bringing in um, Kang as the villain. And this is the movie I feel like I've been waiting for since uh, Loki ended. And, you know, we got that reveal about Kang. And then I heard all these things about Kang the Conqueror, because again, I'm not, you know, a huge comic book reader. Um, so uh, this, again, I was waiting to see him show up and finally he does here. Um, and I, th I thought he was just great. As a villain, I, Jonathan Majors just knocked it out of the park. I, I think he's right up there with Thanos as a villain. And I'm excited to see now that maybe there's actually going to be some structure to this next phase, phase five, where I felt like phase four was a little bit messy and kind of all over the place. And um, I, I like the to get back to this structure with a kind of a main villain, um, you know, going forward in the MCU. So if you're out there thinking to yourself, should I see, I'm not a huge Ant-Man fan. Do I need to see this one? Yeah. I, I think you really need to see this one to get the, the full view of, of what the MCU is going to be in this phase. And it's, it's, it also, you know, the, like the other Ant-Man films, this has some really good comedy in it. Um, I really enjoyed the comedy aspects of this movie. Um, we also get, um, you know, some, some of the cast that we have in this movie, Paul Rudd, does a great job once again as, as Scott Lang and Ant-Man loved him. Um, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne. Got Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer both coming back in this movie in their roles. And they, and they had pretty significant parts to play. I was very impressed by Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie in particular. I, th I thought she did an outstanding job. But Jonathan Majors really stole the show as I mentioned earlier, and um, Bill Murray even makes an appearance. And I, I'm a big fan of Bill Murray and the Ghostbusters and everything. And Bill Murray is is in the role of Lord Kryler. Um, 
So, yeah, I just I, I, I was a huge fan of, of the cast and um, that that special <laughs> appearance by Bill Murray. Um, I love the humor. Again, I was very impressed by the visuals. I, I also just really like the story here. It's you know, when, when you think about the quantum realm, for me, it can be kind of daunting and, and it can feel like overwhelming with all these multiverses and the quantum realm. I'm like, how is this, you know, um, but they managed to keep keep the story relatively straightforward and, and pretty easy to follow. And, um, you know, so I, I, I enjoyed that as well. I think they did a nice job with that and just the world building here. And, and, and there's I, I, I said this to Brittany last night that this movie is weird but in all the right ways, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre, but I liked it. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed that about it. Um, and, you know, so there, there were a lot of things I, I liked about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And so a big part of the story was this kind of new family that's been forged in a way um, with Scott Lang and his daughter, Cassie and the hope. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're kind of this, um, family that's that's working together in this movie quite a bit and and cassie i i enjoyed her as a character she was she was pretty tough and um you know she she had a big role to play in this one too and i, I think one of the things that really got me about this movie was the father-daughter relationship because i have one child and her name is sydney and she's um a very special person to me and um just you know all those father-daughter moments definitely hit home for me and, and, and gave this like a definite, definite emotional impact for me as well. Um, like I said, the moments um, between Kang and, um, and Scott Lang here were, were great. Um, every time Jonathan Majors is on the screen, it, it just elevates the movie to another level. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough good things about that character. Um one of the surprises from this movie was the character of Modoc. Um, again, I'm not a comic reader, so not familiar with this character. I'm assuming it's part of the comics, but spoiler warning here. We have um, the, the villain from Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie comes back in this uh, Modoc form and was just hilarious, but like frightening at the same time. And it, it was just a, another one of those scene stealers for me. So, um, so yeah, there was, there was, Definitely some some good stuff in this movie that I really enjoyed. And there are two there's a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. So make sure you stick around for those. Um, again, another spoiler warning here. The mid credit scene kind of just shows you the, the threat of um, Kang, even though Kang is seemingly defeated at the end of this movie. Um you see that there are multiple variants of Kang in the mid credit scene. And then the post credit scene, we, we, we get to see Loki again and looking at one of those other variants. Um, so I, I love how it's like tying back into the Loki series. I'm really excited to see Loki season two. And, and again, this is really what I wanted to see was all this coming together with the multiverse and, and with Kang and everything. So I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm definitely recommending it. That is my recommendation for this week but um the news for this week we're really going to look at um the super bowl trailers that were released and then get into a few other bits of news here but um 
for me, the, the standout trailer was definitely The Flash. I, I think this was my favorite trailer that was released during during the Super Bowl, and it got me really pumped. You know, Adam and I had this discussion about are we are we still as excited about this movie given you know everything that's been going on with Ezra Miller? But I have to say that I'm even more excited now after seeing this trailer, like um, seeing how it's tying back into, you know, the Zack Snyder Batman universe with Zod and everything. And, and we have Ben Affleck in there as one version of Batman. And then as we have Michael Keaton coming in to play Batman. I'm guessing it's in some other timeline or something like that. Um, and it, it just looks really impressive. I, I can't wait. Um, June 16th can't come soon enough for me. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we also got some other trailers, including Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This might be one that I that I check out. Um, again, just based on the trailers looking pretty good and everything. Fast 10. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Fast franchise beyond Fast and the Furious, the first one. Um, and, and, you know, some of the other ones were all right, but I just feel like they just went too far with these. But I will say that I really enjoyed the trailer for this movie. I was I was very impressed by the trailer. It lo it looks really good, and it, it makes me kind of want to go see this and maybe even watch some of the other ones that that came before it that I that I missed. Um, there's a huge cast of characters from like all the previous movies in here. You know, we, we've got John Cena in there. You've got um, Jason. I forget how to say his last name. Statham, Statham, or something like that. Um, He's in this, you know, you, you've got just all these characters coming back, um, as, as you can see if you're watching the, the YouTube version here. So this this actually looks like a, a pretty cool action movie. Um, I might give it a try. We'll see what happens. Um, looking down a little further on this list, um, 65. I, I mean, this one stars Adam Driver, and it looks like basically like I don't know if you've ever you ever heard of or played the game Turok before, but <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. He's basically, you know, somehow on the Earth when the dinosaurs existed and everything. Looks kind of cool. I'm a big Adam Driver fan. Um, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts comes out June 9th, and um, there there was a, a nice big game spot as they called it just a 30 second spot for this one. I was a big fan of Bumblebee. And if they make this movie in, in a similar way that where they really simplified the story and, and grounded it, it was more down to earth and everything. Um, I hope they're continuing that trend here. It looks like they are um, with, with this rise of the beast movie. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing this one either in the theaters or at home at some point. So hopefully they, they keep that same type of thing going. Um, another movie I'm really excited about is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Again, we get a nice um, just TV spot for this one. Just seeing Harrison Ford back in action is, is Indy again is always great. Um, and, you know, looking, Adam and I were talking a little bit last week about the de-aging thing and, you know, just being impressed by that. And this just looks like it's really getting back to the roots of what Indiana Jones is. Um, and, you know, I think the movie's in good hands with James Mangold. I, I've heard Harrison Ford say that he is a really big fan of the tone of this movie. Um, so it'll be exciting to see that when it comes out at the end of June. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I would say this is probably the trailer I was second most excited about next to The Flash. 
Um, I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I think it was one of my favorite MCU movies. Um, I'm a big fan of these characters. The second one wasn't as good for me, but um, I'm hoping the third one will deliver and, and be a, a good send off for all of these different characters. And there's even there's a lot of funny moments even in the trailer, you know, just talking about Gamora being back and <laughs> I won't get too much more into that. But, um, you know, there, there's definitely some funny moments and it looks it looks pretty good. So I'm curious to see what um, James Gunn did with this final movie of the trilogy before he moves on to the world of DC here. Um, it looks like we're going to get some of the backstory for um, Raccoon um, Rocket. And um, that, that'll be cool to see. At least it seems like that in the trailer here. And yeah, so I'm always excited to see Guardians and hear the music from the movie. It's always very nostalgic um, as well. So that one comes out May 5th. Definitely excited about that. And... Another trailer that I was really impressed with is Air, and I had no idea this movie was coming out, but it's um, based off of the, the story behind making the Air Jordan shoe, which is a cool concept. And you, you don't see Michael Jordan at all in the trailer. I wonder if we'll even if we'll see him in, in the movie or not. Um, but really, this is the story about the shoe and Nike and everything. Um, so I, I think that that looks pretty good. Yeah, so this one has Matt Damon in it, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, um, Marlon Wayans, uh, Chris Tucker, Viola Davis. So, you know, pretty good cast here. I'm, I'm interested in seeing this one at it. So those were the, the main ones that I was really interested in from the Super Bowl. But what, what did you guys think of the Super Bowl trailers that came out? Which one were you most excited about? Which one um, got you on board for a movie? Maybe you didn't think you were. Okay, so in the news this week, we have box officers results for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, it did very well. It didn't do quite as well as expected, I don't think. But over the four-day weekend, it made $118 million domestically, which is good enough for fourth best. Um, the fourth best President's Day weekend opening ever per deadline, and which is better than the original Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp but didn't make as much as a comparable movie, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which made $187 million. Um, but worldwide, it did make $225.3 million so far. And uh, again, it's lower than projections, but um, the comingsoon.net here mentions that it's 47% score on Rotten Tomatoes and its cinema score of a B might have, you know, contributed to those lower numbers. But I, again, I really enjoyed it. So I guess you just have to judge for yourself on some of these things. Um, Avatar The Way of Water topped Cameron's own Titanic. And it currently is sitting at $2.243 billion worldwide. Um, so it is now the third um, highest grossing film of all time worldwide. So that's the box office update. And... Let's continue in the MCU here. We have an update from Kevin Feige about the Disney Plus shows that they're going to be possibly spaced out more going forward. Um, so let's take a look at that. Okay. So speaking to EW, Marvel Studios, um, Kevin Feige said, I do think one of the powerful aspects of being at Marvel Studios is having these films and shows hit the zeitgeist. Um, he says, but... We want 
the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. So people will see that as we get further into phase five and six, the pace at which we're putting out the Disney plus shows will change so they can each get a chance to shine. Um, so, you know, I, I do like the idea of spacing these out more, giving each thing, cause I feel like there's just so many right now, you know, there's so much content and, and so many shows that I, I haven't, there's definitely some Marvel shows that I've missed and I, and I'm a big Marvel fan, but you know, I, I hope that they kind of space things out a little bit more. I think this would be a, a good thing and a good move on their part. Um, Kevin Feige also gave an update on Spider-Man four um, he saying that we have the story. Okay. So again, speaking to EW, he, he said, um, they, all I will say is we have the story. We have big ideas for that. And our writers are just putting pen to paper. Okay. Um, so that's good news for Spider-Man fans. And it looks like, um, you know, at least they're in the process of, of creating Spider-Man four. Okay. So that wraps it up for the news this week. And now we're going to head into my review of The Last of Us, Episode 6. Okay, so Episode 6 of The Last of Us is titled Kin. And it has a running time of 58 minutes, you know, including the, the credits and inside the episode and everything, I believe. Um, this was just for me, another outstanding episode. This show I feel just continues to get better and better. Um, if I were to give a score to this one, it would be a 9.5. Uh, this is one of my, another one of my favorite episodes so far. And, you know, it, it, it gets into a lot, this is a different kind of episode because, um, we get, first of all, we're, we're moving three months into the future. So there's a bit of a time jump here. We're into a different season. We're in, in winter. So there's kind of a different look and a different feel to the show, you know, changing seasons and, and jumping ahead and everything. And one of the biggest things that, that happens in this episode, you know, in addition to um, Ellie and Joel traveling further along in their quest is they, they, they get to Wyoming, you know, they get to Wyoming, they get to um, Jackson, Wyoming and there's this this big reunion finally between Tommy and Joel and and Joel jokes with Tommy saying, I came here to save you. But he, he sees that Tommy was pretty much well taken care of here in Jackson and, and they've got a, a wonderful community established here. Um, it kind of, you know, is a little bit reminiscent of, you know, Bill's place and um, Bill and Frank's place and everything and how it was kind of this paradise in the midst of this apocalypse that's that's going on and, and jackson is similar in that way except this isn't just two people this is an entire town of people that are are making things work and um one of the uh, actually tommy's wife in this episode and i forget the actress's name she was in true blood um she basically says, yeah, this is, this is a commune we're, we're, we're communists. And I don't know if she was joking or being serious about that, but it really is like, this has become a collectivist society where everybody shares everything. Um, and you know, they're all just working together. And I, I think that type of thing can work maybe in a, a small, like place like this, that where everything is contained. Um, but, you know, the, the, there can always be downsides to communism because <laughs> usually there's a dictator involved. But in this situation, it seems like this town is operating um, really well. They, they've got this um, this dam and 
they're using it to create power and, and electricity for the town. They've, they've got lights, they've got a Christmas tree, you know, the, it's, it's getting close to Christmas time, it seems. Um, so they even have a, a movie theater here where Ellie gets to go and, and watch a movie. Um, she, I think she just sees all this as being really weird though, because she's not used to any of this. I mean, she has grown up in this world, in this apocalyptic place. Um, and you know, doesn't know what some of these things are and doesn't know what a college is. You know, she's asking Joel all these questions later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was, this was a, a really well done episode. One of the scenes that really got me in this episode was the scene between Joel and Ellie because Joel's, um, emotional well-being and his emotional struggles are really coming to a head in this episode as he's battling these panic attacks um the fear is just getting him and he even reveals this to his brother tommy their first conversation the first conversation between joel and tommy didn't go so well because joel found out that tommy's wife is pregnant um and you know he's ready to kind of settle down he doesn't want to go out on this mission to take ellie um to the fireflies because joel feels like i'm, I'm gonna fail her i'm all i do is fail um you know i, I failed tests I, I failed he failed his daughter um he feels like it's inevitable that he's gonna fail ellie and he just doesn't think he's strong enough he thinks he's getting too old and his hearing's going and everything and he's just pleading with tommy to take her instead but Tommy's hesitant because he's a dad now. And I, and I can tell you, well, he's going to be a dad. And I can tell you firsthand that when you become a dad, things change, you know, your, your life changes the things, risks that you would normally take. You don't want to take anymore. Um, I barely even want to go on roller coasters anymore because <laughs> I'm like, I got to survive and be a dad to my daughter. Um, so again, the father daughter relationship, um, that kinship and in this episode is titled Ken. We not only have, Tommy, who is his kin, um, for real, but, but Ellie, who has become his kin and he's really worried for her. She has brought that fear back into him from having that connection and that, that fear of loss. Um, so this is a deep episode emotionally. And, you know, that, again, that first interaction between Tommy and Joel doesn't go so well, but in their second interaction, Tommy apologizes and, you know, um, because he, he told Joel, he said something to the effect of like, you know, just because your life stopped doesn't mean mine has to. And, um, you know, I, I think that was kind of a blow to Joel and, and Tommy, the brother that he is apologizes to him. And, um, but it really sets up this, this, one of the best scenes for me, um, between Ellie and Joel when, you know, Ellie's saying basically everyone in my life except you has either died or left me. She, Joel makes her feel safe and she wants to continue on this journey with him, not Tommy or not anybody else, um, but with Joel. So that was a great scene and it really brought me to tears. And um, the thing about this scene is it's pretty much identical to the scene in the game. And in and, and a little bit, I'm going to talk about the, the TV and, game comparisons but once again the tv show and the game were very similar in this episode just like the, the previous episode um so that whole scene really stood out to me and i, I thought that was amazing i also you know eventually joel 
decides, hey, Ellie, you should have it. You should have a choice in this. You should have the decision who you want to go with. And and she immediately decides to go with Joel. So, so they go to the university. They're ready to meet the Fireflies, and it turns out that there's nobody there. Um, everybody's gone. It looks like they they've moved to another location in possibly um, Salt Lake City in Utah. And, you know, they see these these monkeys and things and the the evidence of a lab being there and tests being done. Um, But then finally they encounter that there's a few maybe there are hunters or somebody there that are nearby. Um, And so Joel gets attacked and in the end of the episode, he, he gets stabbed and Ellie's like, I don't know what to do. And. You know, Joel falls off the horse when they're trying to head back, just just like he does in the game. And and that's where we're kind of left at the end of that episode with, you know, kind of where does it go from here? And um, the the preview for the next next episode indicates that we're going to get a flashback story um, surrounding Ellie and in a relationship she had with, I believe, a girl named Riley. Um and again, where I'm at in the game is I'm a, I'm a little bit behind the show now, so I have to do some some catching up on the game. But um, so it's kind of cool to to see this still with fresh eyes because it's been quite a few years since I I played the game. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of left on that cliffhanger of what's going to happen with Joel and Ellie here, and um, the the next episode really diving into Ellie's past a little bit. So I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out on screen. And yeah, so let's take a look at, um, I, I mentioned before that IGN always puts out a, a really nice um, weekly video about the TV show versus game comparison. Um, so I'm going to show a little bit of that here. If, if you are watching on YouTube and just, just talk about some of those comparisons, we also get them approaching the dam and everything looks very similar in, in both the game and the TV show, which is pretty cool. Um, Ellie makes a, a damn joke. <laughs> and Joel has some comment about it. Um, again, it shows how Joel and Tommy reunite in both the game and the TV show being pretty similar. Okay, so obviously Joel and Tommy had that conversation about her being immune in both the, the show and the game. Um, and here comes that scene that I was referencing with that conversation between Joel and Ellie. So that scene was basically word for word and, and, you know, the inside the episode and everything, Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann really talk about how there were certain things in the game that they just wanted to be exactly the same in the show. And and I think for, in that scene, for good reason. So as you can see, again, there were a lot of similarities um, between the game and the show this week. Um, You you know, I I, I thought that was 
really cool. I love how IGN does that, those side-by-side comparisons. Um, and I, I love that so much remains true to the game in this show uh, for, for the most part. It, it's, it's great to see an adaptation of a video game that really stays faithful to it for the most part. And I think they've done a tremendous job with, with this show so far. And I'm, I'm excited for, you know, the, the remainder of this season. But what did you guys think of episode six of The Last of Us? Let me know in the comments below. And um, that pretty much wraps it up for the show today. So I want to thank you so much for, for tuning in and for, um, you know, being a part of this week's show. If you're looking for me on social media, you can find, um, of course, you can find us on the U- our YouTube channel from a certain point of view. On Facebook, it is from a certain point of view as well. On Twitter, it's at certainpovpod, or you can send us an email, and that's uh, certainpovpod at gmail.com. Uh, from a certain point of view is also a proud member of the Red 5 Network, and they can be found on Twitter at Red 5 Network. Plenty of great content over there to check out. Um, be sure to stay be sure to stay tuned to from a certain point of view for your movie and TV news reviews and points of view. Everything I said today was true from a certain point of view.